All right, Gary, another week. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome you. Episode 24. This is a celebration of uh, David McKinney, right? Yes, it is. And, you know, we typically record on Thursday, which would have been the day before my birthday, but we're recording on Sunday. Here you go, breaking down that fourth wall now. So I've actually had my birthday, my real birthday, so I didn't have to talk like in the past tense of like, this is what we're going to do. I had my birthday. I'm fulfilled. I'm a year older. It only took a, one day to get a year older. It's funny how yeah, that works. That's right? how time works. <laughs> We're in the seventh year of 2020 now. Yes. And uh, yeah, so we are, I don't know if we're actually going to release this, but we're doing video tonight on Zoom. So you might be able to see this. You might not. Probably not. Yeah. When I got this new uh, webcam, I realized that it, like, it's a wider wide (laughs) wide shot so like as you can see here my background doesn't really cover up everything so i was (laughs) talking to my wife we're gonna have to do a i wanted like a trump 2020 just just to cover yeah for the last yeah the last little section over there yeah but so the big question this is like the generic dad question do you feel any older Uh, you know what i feel I feel all about the, I felt older definitely last year. So I turned 30 last year. Oh fuck. And I was yeah, like that that's like an adjustment now. It's like 31 and I I guess it's just another year. Now they start rolling fast, right? I don't know. I'm 26. <laughs> you wouldn't know. Can you tell by the gray hair? That's one thing that Yeah, that's a 20, typical 26-year-old. I got some too, but mine doesn't show up. I guess my HD camera is not as good. So mine yeah. I don't know if you can see it but we definitely ruin it for people that are just listening. Elder statesman. Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. Perfect for radio. Perfect for podcasts. We talk about our, you know, what we look like and stuff like that. So yeah. But here's the question. Yeah. And we, we talked about this um, as you went into your, to your actual birthday and you've had, you tried lots of bourbons. You had a bourbon dessert. Uh, <laughs> yes. We, but I want to know at what stage between the craft beer and the brewery visits and all the bourbon, do we start seeking Alcoholics Anonymous for you? I don't know because I, yeah, that <laughs> it's, I, I guess it gets like, a, it's, it's like for a work. Slope. I swear. Yeah. It's a slippery slope because yeah, at some point you got to look at like everything that I do is, beer or bourbon it's you know it's one thing when you're into craft beer and it's like that's always a joke like thanks for making my alcoholism seem like a hobby and uh it's hard when you're in when you start getting into bourbon too but yeah it really is for my job i mean this is this is my only job right now so this is in your other podcast podcast. yeah my other podcast which has been taken off i don't know i might just leave you just for my my own podcast so that one's i feel like you're you know, you're getting these people from the breweries to talk to you and you probably are finding a little bit of success, but I made you David McKinney. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I was nothing before. I mean, I had a little tiny podcast that could, well, it wasn't even a podcast. It was like an internet radio show back in the day. And who was the only one in the chat room trying to listen to you? Yeah. You were a very supportive person. So I am. Yeah. Back on the Ohio MMA radio days. But we had freaking Steve Miosich. We had Cody Garbrandt, Jessica I. We had some big names on there. They're all now big stars, and they forgot about who I am. 
I'm still doing small time stuff, but they're all, you know, UFC champion and, and, you know, UFC title contender for uh, Jessica. I, and we're just still sitting here talking to each other and you're in your basement. I'm in my, in my uh, guest room. So I feel like I need like a cool background. Like I got kind of a cool background. I got like a poster back there. I got my running medals. I got some books, but they're not like set up on a bookshelf. So I've got a brick wall behind me. And a Christmas tree. That's actually <laughs> set up, right? There's a whole Christmas village next to me. So <laughs> uh it is it's yeah, it's which October, after Halloween, so it's you Christmas go straight season. to Christmas, right? Yeah. Well, I saw Christmas beers are already being released, and I saw Christmas stuff at like Lowe's in August. And I I was I you know, I always joke about that. Like, oh, you know, it's Christmas because it's June or whatever, you know, June or July. And this wasn't Christmas and July stuff. This was legit just regular Christmas stuff. I'm having some difficulties over here. Yeah, My I mic see. wants to fall fall yeah. off. You might have to be a hand mic guy tonight. Technical difficulties in the middle of the uh, middle of the podcast. But yeah, it's not it's not like, you know, when your your computer kept <laughs> crapping out and we had to piecemeal four different recordings into one this is just my whole i know we are we're definitely breaking down the the fourth wall so while you do while you fix that i will i'll tell you about my birthday weekend so right. since i'll tell i'll give you a, a rundown so my birthday was friday um i did a half marathon in the morning which of course is you know what you do on your birthday got up and you know run 13.1 miles and then just didn't really do much else for the whole rest of the day and was lucky enough to have a great wife who said, I'm going to surprise you with a, a great birthday dinner. It's a place we've never been. Um, it's a place I know you'll like. And, um, but it's not a place that we would typically go. Like we, if we go out, it's like to a brewery Chick-fil-A. or Chick-fil-A or something like that. Like a super, like we're super casual people. And, uh, but before that we went to, um, Taft sale house, of course had to hit up the brewery. And then uh, went to uh, a bar and I got some bourbon, right? And I I told you what bourbon I had. So they had a a pretty decent selection of bourbon. And the bourbon that I picked out was Elmer T. Lee, which was one that was always, has been high on my list. I'm like, I want to try this. And fantastic bourbon. I mean, I see why like single barrel bourbons are a thing now, like, I was kind of like a, a skeptic of like, ah, you know what, you know, whatever. But when they say like single barrel, this is the good stuff. That's, I mean, got to be high on anybody's list. And the funny thing about that, that bourbon is like, I'm looking it up and I'm like, it's, it's a Buffalo trace bourbon. You know, it's, it's kind of like kind of a special thing. Typical retail price on that 33 to $38, <laughs> but you can't find it online for less than 400 because you can't find it in stores yeah, and you can't find it in stores at all and uh 20 shot which was not 20 uh poor which is not um not too bad but i'm like my birthday i'm that's not something i would do every right that's not a typical friday night out yeah get a 20 dollar pour bourbon like their four roses was like 10 bucks 10 or single barrel yeah no no just regular four roses was 10 bucks yeah so mm. this was a place where I'm like, eh, like, you know, law of so dimin- diminishing returns. You could buy a bottle of four roses. Yes. Yeah. Law of diminishing returns, right? So yeah. It actually might it might have been the single barrel. I can't remember. Usually, because that's the that's the good four roses. Yeah. So it was 
stuff like that. Like that was like their, you know, they had some, some good selections and, and I was like, Hey, what's something that I'm probably never going to buy a bottle of that I want to try. And this was fantastic. Like I got, I mean, this was super like, like, you know, they say like sweet, like, you know, you, you don't really mm-hmm. get a lot of sweetness out of bourbon. I got a lot of sweetness out of this, a lot of the Oak vanilla flavor. Um, and just, you could tell it was super high quality just from like the lacing on the glass, the, the, like when you, when you on the nose, uh, you know, I felt like a very sophisticated bourbon. What uh, did I tell there. you when we started this, <laughs> none of that registered to me, right? The nose, the lacing just i i i wouldn't be able to say oh this is a you know an aged bourbon this is not just your four-year-old bourbon this is an aged bourbon but now as soon as you smell it you're like i know what that yep yeah you can this is this is new or wow this is this is aged well and and so you know i know you're gonna have buffalo trace later on tonight i had some buffalo trace earlier uh, because I wanted to try out one of my other, one of my birthday gifts, which was a, I got the spherical ice maker, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. And I was like, what, what do I want to try with this? So I'd had some Buffalo Trace before, like neat. And I was like, I want to try it. And it's like another good bourbon, but it, you can tell on the nose that it's like, this is like four year, right? This is a young bourbon just because you get that. Like, I feel like the, the longer it goes, the more smooth on the nose, at least for me. Mm-hmm. um that it is like you know you get that like you know that that little bit of a that stinging um uh sensation like when you first you know do that with the elmer t lee i didn't get any of that which was crazy um you didn't get that kentucky hug i did get the kentucky hug which was that's the that's the, that's uh, the burn the burn and it was like super smooth i mean i like i said i could have sat there and drank that all night i mean my wallet would have would have been a lot emptier but my my heart would have been a lot fuller yeah <laughs> but yeah I, so the nerd of bourbon in me it's like bourbon week or bourbon festivals going on you know and buffalo trace had a live stream with their master's distiller um and he was doing rye whiskeys he had sazerac and he had you know some of the other rye yeah. offerings and it just, I listened to him talk. He was saying the difference between, you know, where you get those sweet, softer notes in bourbon because the mash bill is at least 51% corn, right? Yep. And then what you play with as far as rye and everything else outside of that is, um, depends on what it is. When you drink a rye whiskey, it's, it's almost all rye. So it's way peppery and spicier and, and I just sat there and, you know, he was sitting there smelling. <laughs> and one of the things, I guess, when you hit the nose is you, you breathe in, which is something, you know, I like breathing out after yeah. I've had it, but like they breathe it in and get all that. It's crazy. Elmer T. Lee. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That was one to like, you know, great for the, uh, for the birthday. So then we go to dinner. We, we went to dinner at like nine 30. This place was super popular so angie's like she felt bad but i'm like hey we'll, we'll be like the spanish for a night right so we just eat dinner at 9 30 and you know because it's too hot during the day but uh we went to a place called pep and dolores which is a uh like a uh, like not super upscale but like a uh kind of like a hip place and they make their own pasta is a thing but it's obviously like italian themed and stuff like that but um you know being in cincinnati right across the river from kentucky you got to have the bourbon so they had an italian sour 
on the on the menu and i'm like i i gotta try that so they made it with old forester and another just great um you know old forester was like their well uh bourbon so it's like it's crazy yeah so it's it's decent you know decent bourbon and uh it it turned out it was great you know really good uh you know i'm I'm not like a like that would not be my first choice in terms of a cocktail but i'm like hey you know when in rome this sounds pretty cool and the food was yeah when in cincinnati um but i was in like a yeah i was in a bourbon mood too so i'm like you know they got a bourbon cocktail i'm gonna try it right so um and they had a good bourbon selection there too i'm like this is an italian restaurant they had like some wellers they had uh they had some four roses there too woodford which you know pretty much everyone has but they had some some they had the old forester uh old 86 which is what you had i think the one i had was the 1920 right does that sound familiar mm-hmm. um but some old forester in this we both got pasta fantastic pasta from pep and dolores uh really cool place um you know they they have like the outside uh dining so it was like only like 55 degrees on friday on my birthday but they had a tent so we were under the tent which was cool um the tent was nice and warm but it's like it's cool to go to places like that and do um you know have have a outdoor semi-outdoor dining covid friendly i guess right so plenty of room like you know super far away from people but uh it was cool to go out to a place like that and, and uh and enjoy uh enjoy my birthday um then saturday you know because it's the whole weekend right so that's the fun part about your birthday being on that's right one once yeah so saturday uh i decided i want to go to a brewery brewery adventures right so i mean absolutely gorgeous day here in ohio fall day so i'm like let's go for a drive and we went two hours east of cincinnati to a place called jackson ohio in appalachia appalachia however you say it um but uh to a brewery called six cents brewing uh one that had dead people yeah they do one that had been on my list and and uh for a long time just because i i'd had a couple of their beers like for a small brewery kind of in the middle of nowhere they actually distribute their beer which is is pretty cool i'd had a couple other beers and was super impressed by them and you know finally got to go there had a great experience definitely like you know when you when you're going to go for a drive like that you want to go to a place that you know is going to be worth it and um we definitely had a a great experience doing that um and then today this wasn't really part of my birthday but we went to homerama in cincinnati which in my neighborhood they're building like all the like they're building all these like million dollar houses because i live in cincinnati like right on the river um i'm like I don't have river views from my house. Well, you can kind of yeah. see like, like we have like a back deck that's upstairs. You can kind of see a little corner, a little snippet of the river. So like, that's like that. You're putting shingles on the top of your roof. You'd be able to see the. Yes. River. Yeah. If you got on top of my house, you can see. Um, but yeah, so we're, you know, a bunch of new houses being built. Like, I think there's like 40 houses. The houses are in range ranging from like, I think 1.1 to 1.6 million. And so we, you know, you just go through all these houses and look at all the, you know, all the crazy stuff. And like, I'm of course, like the guy, like looking at like, Oh, look at this cool bar. Like this, that's what I want. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna put that on our Instagram. Like that's like the goal. Like that was the the thing that I liked the most of like, like I'm looking at, at these houses of like, what's the entertaining space look like? What's the, you know, of course, like the living space has to be cool. um, But they all had like, you know, 
third level deck so you can look out on the river and stuff like that and downtown views and um well we're talking about in relation to where you live did you walk there yes yeah we walked there so it uh so adam who is in national barks um was on so it's it's the street that he lives on so it's that same street i got you um so that's how close it was i've been there it's like a a what one minute car ride from my house like if that um but yeah we walked there i feel like you gotta cross a lot of streets to get there yeah i mean it's what two like two streets it's a weird like we live on like by like a railroad tracks and there's a bridge and just throw your address out there so they can google it yeah so you gotta go yeah (laughs) so you gotta go in a weird way uh to get to get to uh to it but it's not far it's definitely walking distance and uh yeah so that was my birthday weekend um i got something the pie oh yeah the pie so i've talked about the pie of course that was probably so i'm a pumpkin pie person i don't like want like a birthday cake i don't want like any of this crazy stuff i want pumpkin pie for my birth like my wife like basically every year since we started dating she's made me a homemade pumpkin pie for my birthday so this year i'm like let's kick it up a notch let's change it since you're doing it i'm not doing it (laughs) but i was like hey you know what i really like and like if you get cheesecake they always have a graham cracker crust the best how come they don't do that on pumpkin pie like pumpkin pie is always just like the regular you know dough crust i'm like this will probably be like a huge mistake because there's probably a reason why people don't do it. Um, but she made like the homemade crust. Uh, bless you. She made like the homemade crust with the, uh, with the graham crackers, which turned out, you know, like the top part of it didn't form like a super good, great crust, like around the outside of oh, she it. She didn't just buy a graham cracker. Crust. No, no, no. She's y'all so extra. <laughs> she, yeah. Not for my birthday. Come on, man. No, but the, I've never uh, found a fault with those graham cracker crust. Yeah, pre-made. that and you know we probably could have done that, but you know it's but you're extra. It's COVID. You know everyone's getting their getting their uh, you know cooking on stuff like that. But um, yeah, so then she said, "Hey, I'm gonna make." Uh, you know, I'm normally a Cool Whip guy, but she's like, "I'm gonna make this bourbon whipped cream." So she made the bourbon whipped cream and she's like, ah, it says to put one tablespoon in it. So I'm like, I put two, five (laughs) Five tablespoons. So I use the, uh, the, I'm like, uh, yeah, let me, so I, you know, got like, you know, so we use the Michter's bourbon and, uh, yeah, it turned out really well, like boozy to where you can like definitely taste the bourbon. You can taste the bourbon notes as they say, as bourbon, (laughs) As as bourbon drinking experts usually say. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it goes great with the with the pumpkin pie, and uh, I know you're not a pumpkin person, no. but like, what what would you put like whipped cream on? Like an apple pie, peach, so cobbler, chocolate. Uh, I'm not into like fruity pies. Yeah, see, I don't know if it would be bourbon but, like and lemon. Chocolate. Pie? Oh, you talking about what would I put the bourbon on? Chocolate. Yeah. Um, I would just eat. The whipped cream, eat the whipped cream by itself. I, you could definitely do that. It's, it's that good. So yeah, it, it turned out great, super easy to. I mean, again, I didn't make it, but it seemed super easy to make. But uh, yeah, shout out to my wife for a great weekend. I also got brewing equipment, like new, you know, home brewing equipment. So we got it. We're gonna have some more beers coming. Uh, You went golfing today. Went golfing today in the rain with uh, with Juan and Phil. You know, yep. it was 
not a like it's getting toward the end of the season to where it's like the good days of, of golfing um but it's so you know it's the crappy thing about the fall is like if you hit into anywhere that's leaves you're like oh <laughs> yeah that Listen, sucks if you don't lose ball. 10 balls minimum during yeah. a round of golf are you really even <laughs> there nine holes yeah <laughs> nine yeah holes, so. you know that's yeah. at least how i was when i golfed i'm probably need to take it back up yeah and the best Just part about be part of the cool yeah. kids with you guys well, and the best part about my birthday weekend, so I got home, you know, we're recording this, and I wanted to watch, and I'm going to watch my favorite game show ever is making a comeback. Ten, yeah, tonight. Tonight. So I didn't full get to watch it. Week. Yeah, full review. Uh, but if you are a, a, you know, people that know me, like they know that I love grocery stores and I love like, you know, whatever, I'm a nerd. But Supermarket Sweep, like since I was a kid, was my favorite game show. Like it's a yeah. throwback show. Like yeah. not a lot of people are familiar with Supermarket Sweep. Yeah. One, it came on like what a obscure channel. Yeah, it was on uh I think it's Ion TV now, but it was PAX back like when I was a kid, it like in the nine late nineties, early two thousands, it came back on. I think it was on like in the sixties originally. And then there was a new ver like an the version that I was familiar with, with Dave Ruprecht, who was the host, and he always was like known for the famous sweaters. And so, what and, drew you to of of all the great game shows? I don't know, man. I just like the I like the the strategy. Like for me, I think the strategy of it is that you know I like that you like the the way that like you run through the supermarket and people like I always had like my perfect strategy picked out too of like you know, having studied the game, like, here's exactly what I would do. And the people on it, like, I feel like they, like, if you were like a ringer, I feel like almost they wouldn't have, have cast you like the, the new host, Leslie Jones. She's like, I tried out for this show and I was like a huge fan of it. And that's probably why I never got on it because I would have just destroyed everybody because I actually had like a strategy and like, yeah. But what if they had like a super competitive episode? Like, yeah. Like the all stars. Like, yeah, we, you know, like the Jeopardy Champions Week, like you had the real deal people come back. <laughs> the Tournament of Champions Supermarket yeah. Sweep. No, but I think they tried to like, you know, I don't want to say dumb it down, but they tried to have like parody where it's like, all right, these people are like kind of in the same, like they didn't want to have just like, you know, people that would just go through and destroy everyone. They wanted like, like that fun, yeah. campy. Because it was super campy. It was always like a low budget show. Yeah. Um, again, it was on like a, you know, it wasn't like on a, like a, a huge, uh, you know, ABC or NBC or anything like that. It was on like a, you know, third rate uh, channel. And, uh, the, but they brought it back and it looks like super, like, like yeah. decent, decent sized budget. They've actually got like a cool host that's, that I think is going to make it fun. I'm excited for it. And there's the episodes. She ruined I, Ghostbusters, but yeah. <laughs> the the episodes are like an hour long. So they might, yeah, so I, I got to figure out like what the, how, what they've changed, but I'll give you my full report next week. But so we're talking, so uh, the, so game shows, I think are kind of in like a semi renaissance right now. Like ABC has been big in bringing back like some of the games, like they brought back match game. Uh, I think it was last year with Alec Baldwin uh, they, they've been bringing back who wants to be a millionaire with Jimmy Kimmel hosting now uh, card sharks uh, I know is, is on tonight as well with uh, Joel McHale. Is there any shows, any other like game shows that you 
like we're always a huge fan of like what what was your other what were your game shows that you were big on just jeopardy you know yeah jeopardy's uh, my, my other like big one fun fact i was on the quick recall team so <laughs> quiz bowl not quite formatted like jeopardy but you know the buzz buzz in answer like my mom has vhs of she filmed my quick recall matches <laughs> we gotta um, see these and then I got to be on like a local TV station. They had all the schools would compete. Yeah. It's called in the know. So it's funny because I was the team captain in seventh and eighth grade. Right. So little squeaky me in seventh grades on there. And then fast forward to eighth grade, which I've not grown, you know, other than the beard, I'm the same person I was in eighth grade. You had a beard then too, probably same mature. I wore a silk shirt dog. <laughs> what you know about silk shirts? You probably had like a little goatee or something at least. No, no, but like to just uh, like hear my voice change and things like that. It was super cool. So, but I remember, you know, I'm in a, like a cross section where we had obviously I lived in Eastern Kentucky, just as close to Huntington, West Virginia as I, as I lived to Lexington. Right. So I had Huntington news channels like NBC affiliates and I had Lexington NBC affiliates. The genius in me, like at seven on, you know, WSAZ, which was out of Huntington was Jeopardy. Then on channel 27 at seven 30 was Jeopardy. The same episode. (laughs) They replay it. So they wouldn't replay it. It was just, yeah, you're, you know, yeah, yeah, you're differently. Yeah. So, yeah, but I got, you know, I still, anytime it's on, I'll sit, I'll challenge anybody. Like, it's just one of those, you know, like, if to have Alex Trebek there the whole time, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's like one of those, not, not like in the background, but just one of those things that I don't know if people take for granted, but, Jeopardy's never left me. It's always been always like every <laughs> That's night. That's true. You turn it yeah. on. So I'm a huge Jeopardy guy too. And and I, you know, I followed Jeopardy since I was a kid. And I'm sad that like this probably is gonna end up being Alex Trebek's last year. I mean, what stage three, stage four cancer, and and you know, I'm I'm honestly surprised that he came back for this year, especially with all the COVID, you know, protocols and everything. But do you think Ken Jennings is gonna be the next host? I hope not. I like Ken Jennings, but <clears throat> the the biggest plot twist in Jeopardy ever, and you may be too young to remember this. Trebek shaved his mouth. He had a thick, yeah. nasty stash, and then yeah, he shaved in the it. 80s. He, you know? Yeah, he was and on Howard like, Stern uh, like a couple years <clears throat> ago, and you know when they were promoting the, uh, or I guess it might have been last year, they were promoting the greatest of all time tournament, and he came on and he's like, "Yeah, people like got." got mad at me that i shaved my mustache in the 80s and they actually like there's like a jeopardy online store now that they promote on the the new season and they have like a funko pop of uh alex trebek one with the mustache and one without the mustache so yeah i'm not like a huge like memorabilia collector or anything like that but like i would love to have like you know something like I, i love alex trebek that much i'm getting ready to read he just released a book uh, I'm getting ready to read that here in the next couple of weeks. So before your time, you know, I was super young 
and I would rent. This is this is my childhood. I would rent the Jeopardy Nintendo game, and there's only so many questions that it is in that yeah, game. That- <laughs> so if you play it enough, you know the answers to everything. So I got to the point where I'd rent it and have like a friend over and be like, "Oh, let's just play Jeopardy." I knew all the answers, <laughs> every one of them. So Angie and I have a Jeopardy card game that it actually has like I think for a card game it has like a thousand clues, which is cool. Um, and the way that they did it kind of maximizes the number of clues that you get. Like it's a bunch of categories and like, um, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, like the other ones, like I always thought like Wheel of Fortune was dumb. Price is Right, I like. Uh, I was into like Pressure Luck. I don't know anything else like uh, who wants any like quiz type shows. I was always a big fan of like where there actually requires some sort of knowledge set to be successful versus, Hey, I can spell like wheel of fortune (laughs) and spin a wheel. It's uh yeah, I was not a wheel of fortune guy really. Um, uh, shoot. What was the, Who's the host of the dating game? He's from Kentucky. Chuck Woolery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Chuck Woolery. But he wasn't even on the date. He was on the, because uh, he just got like a big, he like came back in the in the news recently. He wasn't even on the dating game. He was on the knockoff of the dating game. He was on uh, Love Connection. Love Connect. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Love Connection. So, <laughs> yeah, the uh, it was a big, big to do when people were, he said some dumb stuff and then people were like, yeah, you weren't even on the real, you were on like the knockoff dating game. Yeah. Where they, uh, I think they tried to make it like more sexual. Like they would say like, where did you guys first make whoopee? Yeah. So when my dad was sick, he on repeat watched family feud. Yeah. That's there's, a fun one too. There's a whole iteration. You know, if you look, through the history of family feud. Um, but obviously that, you know, this was in 2015. So we were watching it with Steve Harvey and it, <laughs> the Louis Anderson years were fun. Did you yeah. see Louis Anderson and then Richard Karn uh, from mm-hmm. uh, home improvement was on there. So yeah, these things just keep like, they keep going. There's still a market for them. So yeah, it's just wholesome family fun entertainment, right? That's the best. That's the best thing about game shows. So sometimes you don't want, you know, that 24 seven news cycle. That's always yeah coming at you. Yeah. You want something light that you can just flip on. And I don't know. So speaking of that, I know you started watching the cabin. Yes. On Netflix. How yeah. many episodes have you watched? I watched two. So I watched the first one, which I'm like, okay, this was like, you know, just getting in like, you know, it was Burt Kreischer, uh, Tom Segura and Joey Diaz. And I'm like, of course. And so you're not, but, but you're not like huge fans of those three, right? Like right. You, yeah. you're look, you're, you're watching this as somebody who's definitely who doesn't aware, get the, doesn't yeah. get the inside jokes, doesn't yeah. really know their personalities. Like you, you're consuming this for as like, well, pure what it is. Yeah. Sort of, but you definitely aware of like the, the type of comedy they do. And like, you know, I know it's just like, there's a lot of inside jokes and a lot of, you know, you know, most half the time it's just Bert laughing at, at Tom, uh, and, and the way that he laughs and giggles, like makes me laugh and giggle too. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I watched it. The first one was like, was, was hilarious. 
Uh, I, I, so Juan, you know, when we were golfing today, told me about it and I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. And the first one, so I was like, oh, is like, I didn't know what it was. And I, he said, oh, it's like a, a show where Bert like goes to the woods and like tries to like, you know, do this like mind, body and spirit healing thing of like, hey, trying to decompress. But since he's Bert and like his mind always goes a million miles a minute, he has to have his friends over and that's right. the whole idea and they do stuff. And I asked him, I was like, is it scripted or is it like a reality? And he said it wasn't scripted. It clearly is scripted if you've seen it, the, which is fine. I mean, it, you know, everything is scripted. I don't think what they say is scripted. I think like what happens, like yes, the emu, yeah, yes. the, the guy rolling the monster joint, the, yeah. the lady with the healing crystals, obviously yes. like they set those those scenarios up yes but their reactions are legitimate yes and that so that that was like what i was saying is like is it like yeah. a, or is it just completely you know random them like you know running around whatever so the first episode of course they they chainsaw like an uh an emu right yeah. they had to cook their dinner which is hilarious but the the part that to me stands out for the whole first episode is bert is getting an iv and he's like carrying the IV around while he's drinking, like I'm assuming it's bourbon or at least whiskey. So like while he's drinking, he's getting an IV, and I'm like, that's that's pretty hilarious. So. And he makes Tom squeeze the bag, and it makes him dry yes. heave. Yeah. <laughs> so so was, we watched the first episode. I guess it was Wednesday night. Well, that night, and if you've never listened to Two Bears One Cave, it's the podcast with Tom Segura and. Bert, it's hilarious i mean they they are they synchronize almost as good as you and i do like they they're just yeah you something can tell, about them when they're together they're they're friends and it's funny yes you can tell that they are are really good friends they know each other really well the the other part of the first episode too that i liked was the the guy rolling you know rolling the cigars the the torso <laughs> the cuban. yes the cuban dude just like you know, uh, that was, was pretty cool. Um, but then the second episode was, uh, and I'm like, okay, yeah. So, you know, I thought maybe they would take like a half step. They went complete opposite direction and they had Nikki Glazer, who's, I, I love Nikki Glazer. She's hilarious. But then Caitlyn Jenner, like I'm, I thought it was all going to be like comedians and what, you know, it's Caitlyn Jenner. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is kind of interesting, but that episode I liked even better because it was like, there were some real aspects of it too. Right. Yeah. So, and they, and Caitlin was like, I'm not like into the whole Kardashian, you know, which universe. Yeah. Universe. So I, I know like Caitlin from like, you know, you know, Bruce but, Jenner, like, yes. like me, I know I Bruce, don't know but even still, yeah. Like, I don't know, but then seeing her and like seeing, you know, kind of what, you know, what she's trying to, do and represent and and it was really cool just seeing you know it, it made me look at caitlin jenner in a whole different light of like hey this is like you know i think a lot of people look at her as like a joke versus she's like hey like this is this is who i am and like why would you not want to see somebody living you know who yeah. who they are and living their best life like i would Super never memeable yeah but like i'm sure i don't know because i hope to never be in a position where i'm a meme but you you gotta be able to like take that in and laugh at yourself and know that you're yeah. gonna I don't know. But you know what? She I think is like will take that 
rather than, you know, not living who she truly was as her authentic self of like, Hey, I'd rather be, you know, made fun of for who I am than, you know, be accepted for who I'm not. Right. So I think that's how a lot of people look at it. But the other thing in the second episode is, uh, and I don't know if he's in a lot of his other, you know, things, but Burt Kreischer's dad is like the breakout star of that. He is awesome. Like he needs his own show. He's like, I mean, like when you think of like what a dad should be and, and, you know, he's just like, Hey, you know, like, you know, just super cool laid back. Like, Hey, I'm just here fun for the, you know, this is going to be, you know, but yeah, he ends up talking to Caitlyn Jenner and, and that was kind of the the cool, like touching moment. And Bert's like, yeah, I've never heard my dad talk to anybody like that about how, like, you know, saying like you're a hero. He's like, my dad is not like awestruck by celebrity and stuff like that. And, and that was just cool seeing my dad, like have, you know, have that moment with someone that he like really truly looks up to. So, so if you've not watched Bert's last special on Netflix, go watch it. There's a hilarious story about his dad. And also since we'll be plugging some audible later, uh, Bert's book life of the party, you get more insight about his dad and, some of the hilarity and realness you know (laughs) like one point his dad calls him is like hey fucko get a job you know whatever you're doing is not working you need to get a job as a struggling stand-up comic so that the the day we watched the cabin they did a a pay-per-view podcast it's like 10 bucks and it was bert and tom and it was something that it was, it's what I imagine if we talked about doing our drunk cast at some point, <laughs> yeah, what that would be like. Should be a pay-per-view. They start out, you know, there's certain Bert isms. Like he'll say a hundred percent all the time and he mispronounces things all the time. So they made a drinking game out of it. <laughs> and so they're just like, they start off with Tito's and, and soda and they go to wine and, but so, they go to a dominatrix. I don't want to ruin it for it, but you got to pay to watch this. It's not going to, you're not going to find this on YouTube. And I'm, I'll get to that part. Big spoiler alert coming. They play tennis. Bert talks about his Mickey Mantle gene. Hilarious. Like Tom gets super pissed because Bert smokes him at tennis. <laughs> like legit smokes him. They go to a dominatrix. Just imagine what, what that would be like. Then they start talking about, they're messed up. Like they are broken souls somewhere where this comedy comes. Like there's something in them, you know, they're talking about their porno preferences. Oh yeah. And so like, like Bert is like, I've never even heard of like a down blouse. <laughs> and it's like real, like <laughs> Cinemax style, soft core. Uh, that's so, funny. <laughs> but then it goes to some just nasty, nasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're laughing for. They're laughing and giggling, and right in the middle of it, Tom, giggling, cuts a promo for the cabin. On Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if, if, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, check what, it out. What do we? What? Why are we here? I think it's time to drink. Yeah, this has been. Uh, you know, if you've made it this long, hopefully you didn't just fast forward through a thing. Like, when are they going to talk about this? So yeah. So I'm the birthday boy. So I'm drinking first tonight. That's so, right. Do it. Yeah. So, uh, beers brought to you by audible, audibletrialcom forward slash beers and beards. Get yourself a 30 day free trial and a free audio book. And, uh, I am, uh, 
I don't know how this would play as like an audio book, but uh, Jerry Seinfeld's basically his like book of jokes from like the, since the seventies. Uh, I'm, I'm reading that right now. Uh, and it's, it's awesome seeing like his, how his jokes have changed. Like the content has changed through the year, but the style of, of how he makes like the observational comedy, it's called, is this anything by Jerry Seinfeld? I'm a huge Jerry Seinfeld fan just because I love, I love stand-up comedy like as an art form mm-hmm. and there really aren't too many people that can are in the same stratosphere as him like Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld and not a lot of other people. Um Bill Burr is another guy too if you watch Saturday Night Live. Um super Tra- underrated. Listen. Yes. He made some people's buttholes pucker on Saturday Night Live. Hey, I've watched it twice. And I, there, for me, there was nothing offensive about like, it was almost like, this is how, this is the op. He was like being the opposite of being offensive. But anyway, watch it for yourself. Tell me how wrong I am. Listen but, to uh, Jerry Seinfeld, who I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I Never. love, yeah. I love that I, he is a I like obscene like a, humor. Yeah. He's too, too vanilla too. Yeah. He's missionary. He's, I love that. He's like a, 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 technician of jokes like he can oh yeah he has like this you know this rhythm and this pattern and he can write jokes and like you know set up you know set up punchline set up story punchline every single time and it's like everything and you know exactly what to expect and sometimes he'll throw in little little different things but anyway jerry seinfeld is this anything audibletrial.com forward slash beers and beards get that book or any book um Again, I'm not sure how that was on us. As, as an audio book on us. Yeah. So this week, and uh, I I have kind of a little bit of a, a special beer because you know what's coming up this weekend, right, Gary? Real college football is going to start finally. Oh. So the team from Ohio that's about to. But Miami I, I, University. I, yeah, Miami University. I, you know. I hate to be like the person that's like braggadocious with sports, but I feel sorry for the rest of college football this year with how good Ohio state is going to be. So football is back. They're always good. They just can't win the national championship. That's right. So it's 2020 coach Alabama through stage three COVID-19 and they 2020. Anything can happen, right? Crazy year. I'm rooting for you because Kentucky's not going to (laughs) win. Hey, big win for Kentucky over Tennessee this weekend, right? Yeah. And I realized, so SEC football, Tennessee is every SEC team's rival, right? I think it's just like, you know, they're Alabama's rival, they're Georgia's rival, they're Kentucky's rival, Auburn somehow is their rival. I don't Everyone know. just hates Tennessee, right? Like Kentucky hadn't beat Tennessee in Knoxville since 1822. Yeah. Uh, you know, they since the first Civil War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this week, Buckeye football is back. So I had, I was looking, you know, I was like, I want something kind of cool, kind of fun. So I'm digging the back of my, my, my beer fridge, my, my good beer and came out with this beer. So uh, it's called the barrel aged uh, Chacao Buckeye flavor. So Buckeyes are a poisonous nut, but they also are a delicious uh, candy treat. Candy. Yeah. Yeah. So peanut butter covered in chocolate right i don't think there's anything better than that like it's halloween season uh, i might do like a candy and beer pairing for one of, for like the halloween week halloween episode 
Are we um, saving bourbon balls for Christmas? Is that? Yeah, bourbon balls for Christmas. But uh, so this, so last year, uh, this is from a brewery in Cincinnati called Listerman. Uh, Chikau is like one of their award-winning beers. And um, every year they do, it's called the League of Extraordinary, Ch- Extraordinary Chikau's. So you can join uh, and you get a special uh, release. You get four uh, special releases every year. And this was one of them last year. Uh, and uh, this was like, this was a gift for me. Um, but it's got cool. it as a gift. Yeah, I got, I got the, the membership as a gift. Gotcha. Um, so it's cool. You get like all these exclusive beers um, and this one, and at least one of them is barrel aged. This is the barrel aged one. Um, so you get a bunch of different, so I think the, one of them was like a cow tail, uh, which was, uh, what caramel and vanilla flavor. Yeah. Um, this, I this one's Buckeye tails. flavor. Um, so I've let it warm up a little bit here. Uh, but this one's chocolate and peanut butter, uh, with the brown ale. So this, this comes in at 12% alcohol too, by the way. So this is, this is a big boy. I'm going to go ahead and give it a drink. I got it in my, my snifter glass. I mean, you can definitely smell the sweetness from this is a, a super sweet brown ale um you can definitely smell like that the and the oak from the barrel i didn't get my fancy glasses to do this in yeah you know sweet but like the good this one has like enough like of that the pe- the chocolate and the peanut butter to like balance out the sweetness like the the chocolate that they use must be like a like a bitter chocolate because it's not a super sweet chocolate but um there's again without having tasted that delicious beer i've never tasted a beer well this has chocolate and peanut butter actually added so this is an adjunct uh, beer so right. they add it yeah yeah so they add it in the in the ferment after after the fermenting after the primary fermenting is done they actually add chocolate and so that so adjuncts like obviously in bourbon you can't do adjuncts because that makes it not bourbon beer german purity laws you technically can't do but we're not in germany we're in the u.s america yeah so this does actually have uh so this is a bourbon barrel aged brown ale brewed with hazelnuts peanut butter chocolate and natural flavors added so they they admit like hey we added so the base beer is like 10 percent. they put it in a barrel for I think they usually do like three or four months um, for a lot of their beers. Um, so it, 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 you, you get a little bit of higher alcohol content. This one comes in, it says, yeah, 12% alcohol. And this is part of their triple digit series. So all their, all their um, big beers, but yeah, sweet, but like, like not overly sweet. Like I've had some of these where I'm like, this is way too sweet for me. Like it's, you know, just don't know that beer can be sweet. I don't. I mean, sour for sure. It, so that. yeah. So you know the the more the more uh, you know malt that you put in the beer. I mean, malt turns into you know ferments and the sugars ferment, and that's what produces the alcohol. So when you get these big beers, you get more malt and you know more fermentable sugars. So you will get a sweeter. You know, usually the the higher alcohol content, usually the sweeter the beer, just because they have more fermentable sugars in them. Um, a, like a, a Bud Light, you're not going to get a lot of sweetness from. Um, 
a Miller Lite, you're not going to get a lot of sweetness from. But especially like if you get if you get a beer with stuff added to it, you can definitely get some some sweetness. And this one is is pretty sweet. Keep that in mind. So you just got to know what you're what you're drinking, but definitely a sipper. <laughs> That's, and, I was uh, gonna say you, you made yeah, a face. Definitely a sipper. Um, you know, I probably had this is a twelve ounce bottle. I normally like you know. I would probably drink. This is like something I would share with people too. Yeah, um, it's a good like. You remember that time we were together campfire. and we were going to share a beer, and you put like a thimble full in my glass? <laughs> yes, that was. <laughs> I forgot that we were that we were sharing, and I was oh, really thirsty. So yeah, it's uh, in retrospect, I wish we would had the intelligence to do this format where David and I. Were, and we've done Google Hangouts and recorded where we could see each other. But the episode where David just loses it and when he's drinking a beer and yeah, like gets that choked was like up. Episode two, right? I would love to have seen that. Yeah. I almost died. All right. Listerman's Buckeye Chacao. Chacao. So it is Boom, the barrel aged Chacao Buckeye. So. Uh, they got like you can't see it on here, but they've got like a little, uh, a little like nut, like I guess which is a hazelnut, a bear or peanut maybe for peanut butter, a barrel, and then a little chocolate bar. So I don't know if you can see it on my camera there, but right below the uh, thing. So, so it's a you know not something I drink every single day, but hey, I got you know. Got this. I think this is the last one that I had. We ended up with like, I think it was eight total. Like you get two bottles every quarter. So we ended up with eight. And I think this is the last one that I had. So cleaning out the fridge a little bit. But I just looked, Buckeye I'm football's coming back. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are we going to do? Ohio State and Nebraska. Yeah. I have not... It, I've watched more college football than I have NFL this year. Yeah, me too. So that brings us to the bourbon portion of the show. We're, we're really talking tonight, David. I feel like this could be a two-hour episode. This should be a pay-per-view. <laughs> the pay-per-view. Bourbon, as always, and I, I should have, if we're going to, if we do end up putting the video out, have my Beard Octane product here. Uh, Beard Octane, for all your beardsman needs. As you can see, I've. My beard's growing back pretty good. Yeah, looks soft. Uh, yeah, it's pretty soft. It's thick. Like my, it gets really thick, and then it just kind of starts bushling out. You need like a beard thinning tool. Is that a thing? So I can remember, and I don't know if we were getting scammed, but I would go get a haircut when I was young, and they're like, "Oh, we're just going to thin this out." <laughs> your beard? Mean? No, my hair. Like, oh, your hair. Yeah, I have. We're gonna. We're gonna uh, I think it's called we're feathering. Gonna, yeah, we're feathering. just gonna thin this out. I'm like, I don't. I want to cut like. <laughs> so, uh, but beard octane, go there. Free shipping in the continental United States. That's not in Alaska or Hawaii. Use promo code Beers and Beards ten save ten percent. Help support us. Support them. Great local business in this crazy time. That's COVID. I'm bummed, David. Why are you bummed? 
Can you tell already what oh, man. the problem is? I can see it. There's no see, you never you never take your plastic off of your bottles before. I don't have to. It's it's the yeah, you're right. I probably should have. Um, <laughs> take two. Take yeah. We'll just cut this out. Um I love when people say that in podcasts and they don't. Yeah. Oh, it is a cord. Never mind. I thought it was a uh all right to my favorite part of the podcast. I love saving the tops. I don't know why they're all but I like saving and that's just the paper. I like saving the tops. Oh, that is a cork. It's got like it a little screw. Like it looks like yeah. a screw cap, but it's actually a cork. So yeah. best part of the podcast. This week we're going with Buffalo Trace. David talked about it. Buffalo Trace is the flagship bourbon. Um, this is the you know, the name brand if you will, of the Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is down in Frankfurt. Um, it's hard to find here. It's hard to find in Frankfurt. Yeah. Um, so we're going to – I'll show you guys what my usual drink consists of when I do this. Funny bone glass. That's right. That's what I drank out of when I was there. Yeah, Columbus Funny Bone. I saw Joey Diaz at the Columbus Funny Bone. Coco. So – uh, when you look at Buffalo Trace, the the taste, the bourbon notes on this, uh, deep amber whiskey with a complex aroma of vanilla, mint, and molasses. Pe- pleasantly sweet. I, once again, I don't know uh, where that comes from. But uh, tastes like brown sugar and a spice to give way to the oak, dark fruit, toffee, and anise, whatever that is. Uh, it says it has black, a long... Black licorice. I hope not. Um, long finish with smooth depth. What's that even mean? What it means is on the nose, it's pretty soft because it's, you know, there's no age on here, but we're going to say it's four years. So you don't get, you know, really any of the oak. Is that what you find? Like, yeah. Once, once you know that you, once you, your nose picks up oak, you start to notice every every bourbon that has that oaky nose to it. This is probably going to be good. It's probably been in the barrel a little longer. It's soft. I mean, this is this is just the house bourbon, and you know Buffalo Trace makes some of the best, hard, most hard to get bourbons in the world. Wellers, Elmer T. Lee, Elmer T. Lee, Pappy Van Winkle, E. H. Taylor, uh, Eagle Rare. Which, when you go to take the distillery tour, you get to taste Buffalo Trace and then Eagle Rare. And then they ask you to compare it, right? And so, I can distinctly remember not being able really to tell the difference. Now, what I found is if I if I was to drink Old Crow out of this and then pour a glass of, a, of Pappy Van Winkle, maybe not that of a old forester it's going to be hard to tell the difference just because you've kind of melted away that initial uh palette you know what i mean yeah. like do you drink water in between sometimes but i usually don't like i usually don't steer away unless i've drank a whole bottle <laughs> and i have to go to a different bottle but if we get to that point it doesn't, yeah it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, so not a big Kentucky hug there. But on the palate, you do get the spice. I, I do get a hint of like a dark cherry. Does that make sense? Like a not fruity, not like a strawberry, you know, but yeah. like a, a dark fruit. Uh, I do get the vanilla in there. It's, you know, it's real palatable. So if you've never had bourbon, you want to dip your feet in a bourbon with something that, I mean, it's 90 proof. So it's not a scorcher anyway, as far as alcohol content, but it'll get you drunk. Um, this is definitely one where if you're not used to bourbon, it, it whatever you drink is going to be yeah. like a shock. But this is definitely one that's more smooth, you know, for a four-year-old bourbon. This is probably... 50% of people's daily drinkers, they can get a hold of Buffalo Trace on a regular, like retail's cheap. I got this as a birthday gift just because I couldn't find it anywhere. My mother-in-law <laughs> found it. She bought it for me. So shout out to Teresa. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's not maker's mark. You know, that's my, that's my jam. Um, but it's. Yeah. I have a um, 1.5 liter bottle. So handle of Buffalo Trace and it was 30 bucks. Yeah. Now, what week are we in on the uh raffle in Ohio? When's the double eagle rare? Oh, I think that's uh upcoming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to need a bottle PO box. <laughs> well, secondary market's 2000, right? It's it's Now like the the wait, so the the retail on that, the the last week the retail was on all of them was like 2 grand. Um, but I'll look it up. Let's so see. if you're going to drink Buffalo Trace, you like it, you want to step step it up, the next natural in that Buffalo Trace distillery line is Eagle Rare, which was episode two? No, Wellers was two, yeah. three? Something like that? Uh, it was, yeah, at the beginning. Let me check. I should have this pulled up. Eagle Rare was episode five. There you go. So... Buffalo, tra- th- you know, in my head, I had a lot of misconceptions about not a, some strained memories of bourbon, you know, before I drank it on the regular, like, oh, Buffalo Trace is amazing. It's a good bourbon. But one day when we do our rankings, you'll find Buffalo Trace is not in my top five. No, I, you know, I like that it's a, like, it's solid, good bourbon. Yeah, solid for something like based on price too. Like you've got to, yeah. you've got to rank stuff based on price too. Like this tier. Like we were looking at, um, uh, and, and we probably don't have time to talk about it, but it was like the, uh, you know, the what was it? Taste, taste makers or whatever. Like the mm-hmm. or uh, you know, this is the expensive stuff. And they said anything over a twenty dollar bottle, right? Was Which, luxury, luxury, luxury brand. yes, yeah. And yeah, so that's not, I mean, that's basically only cuts out like these days, like, you know, what old granddad and yeah. Rebel yell. Yeah. Which the, the winner, the, you know, the, the open champion, whatever, the same distillery makes rebel yell, which is like a cheap bourbon that you can find anywhere. Yes. That's which I'm surprised the they've not changed their name yet, you know, just in this current <laughs> political climate. So, 
Yeah. And I looked it up. So in Ohio, week four lottery starts October 19th, which is today when this is released. The uh, lot, and these are all retail prices. So you can uh, buy, so you can get in the lottery for the double eagle, very rare retail, $2,000. So I don't know if you hey, want to. If I win, Dave, you know I'm good for it. You just go pick it up for me. <laughs> The other options this week are old fashioned copper, which is $2,400 and 98 cents and Woodford reserve baccarat, which is $2,100, 20, 21, So if you win, do you just get to buy one bottle? Are there like two winners? Yeah. So I, they have like a certain number of whatever number of bottles they have. They pull your, they pull that, those numbers, and then they say you pick which uh, which uh, liquor agency you want to uh, pick it up at, and they send it there. And then you go and and say, hey, I won the you know the ra- the raffle lottery or whatever, and you go and you pay. Like that's how I won uh, Pappy, the the ten year Pappy. So you, and then you pay the retail price. So that's how Ohio does it with the like specialty bottles that they that they get. Um, like in Ohio because it's a, a controlled state, you won't really see uh retail. You won't really see like a secondary, like prices that are up, you know, above retail. Um, like I know some States where you can sell, uh, you know, liquor bottle, bourbon bottles, liquor, whatever, for whatever price you want. Right. Not, that's not so in Ohio, like Ohio, but, but Pennsylvania, they, Virginia. Yeah, they're the regulated by yes. the government. Yeah. You know, yeah. I went to a wedding and the, like the ABC, you know, alcohol beverage control controller for the state of New Hampshire was at the wedding and brought bourbon because most of us were from Kentucky. We had Willet, Knob Creek, and Jefferson's. So, and Willet, I'm going to get a, I'll get a, get a bottle of Willet, uh, probably the next couple of weeks just because the bottle is crazy looking. Like it, it's super weird. So don't forget to visit Beard Octane for that, David. We can't leave this week without doing a playlist song. I know. So I got one and I, you know, I couldn't really pick. So I had a couple different options for, you know, the vibe that I wanted to go with this week. And I'm on the vibe of I want to break. I've already broken my, I use Spotify as like my daily, like listen to, you know, stuff. And it's like, Spotify will make you daily mixes, right? So I'm already starting to break Spotify. It's like, it doesn't know what to put with what. Cause it's like, you right. listen to some, you know, crazy stuff. So my wife, uh, and I did a song for her last week. So I kind of feel a little cheated cause I'm doing another song that, but this is less for her, but more of, this is like the playlist of like, this is what I hear like in my head. Uh, when like when she is you know she plays a lot of music all the time we're a musical household uh-huh. so i'm going with taylor swift i knew How did <laughs> he did not tell me beforehand but i knew he was gonna say taylor swift so taylor swift so she has a new album that i i've slowly gotten into the more that i hear it forcefully your, your estrogen levels are through the roof i know so the more that i hear it you know the more that i'm forced to hear it the more that i like it and uh, she has a song featuring Bonnie Vare, who, like, I'm not really even a big Bonnie Vare fan. I'm not really a big Taylor Swift fan, but I like this. I don't song. know who Bonnie is. Who's Bonnie? Bon Iver. 
Uh, I always call him Bon Iver, but it's yeah, Bon Iver, I V E R, B O N. Is he old? I don't know, but he's with Taylor. He has a song with Taylor Swift. So the song is called Exile. Doesn't he sing Holy Diver? Is that him? Uh, No, that's Ronnie James Dio. Right? Okay. (laughs) He's dead. I think. Late. I don't know. Uh, which, hey, man, we need to put some Ronnie James Dio on there. So the <laughs> song is Exile, Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm going to add it to the playlist. All right. To balance out that, I'm going to throw some pure testosterone in here. Like some of you, some women, if you listen to this, you're probably going to get pregnant from this song. And is it it's, Brian Le- it's Led Zeppelin Immigrant Song. Okay. And I say that because I, listen, this COVID-19 has really jacked me up. Before this all happened, I was waking up early, going to the gym, lifting weights. You know, I had that pure tea flowing through my veins, motivated, and I'm not so much right now. So I feel like when you crank Immigrant Song, like, it gets you some kind of way. Also, yeah. it's a, it was a perfect in uh, Thor Ragnarok. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, love, I love Led Zeppelin. Um, I'm not like a huge like music narrative like i know every led zeppelin song i listen to all like that was way before my i mean Same. way before my time but i i can listen to some led zeppelin and truly enjoy it um the other thing too uh eddie van halen passed away this past Rip. week um is so, there like six van halen songs in the top 20 right now yes so i was gonna put jump on the playlist because that's, I always think that's funny that that's like their most famous song, and Eddie Van Halen's playing the freaking uh, keyboard in that song. Yeah. yeah, that's Sammy Hagar too, right? Yeah. And See, yeah. Van Halen for me is David Lee Roth. I think that they're two different. I mean, we can st- like, stay on it. So like, again, two different bands. Again, Van Halen is like again before my time, but I can appreciate it, and I'm like I, I think that they're two different people. Sammy Hagar is like a, I think Sammy Hagar brought more to the band in terms of like, no, 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 not, not in terms of like quality as a front man. I think quality as a front man, David Lee Roth is like, he's, he's the the one. Yes. He's the one. But I think in terms of pure like musician and like, you know, I'm writing songs and I'm like having input uh, yeah. Sammy Hagar had like a little bit more probably a better businessman too. Yes, yeah, than than David Lee Roth. But yeah, you can love them both. Like I I know someone, uh Archie from from QFM ninety six in Columbus, who I used to do MMA radio show. He is a huge Van Halen. Like he like when Eddie died, like he spent that whole night in his garage, like, you know, mourning. Uh isn't it crazy how music can do that to you? Yeah. And who was the first artist that died that had an impact on you? Hmm. Like not an impact, but like you were like, oh damn, you know. Probably just be like because of like I think how ubiquitous he was, Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like I remember like everyone was like like he was such like an icon of like you you knew where you you knew where where you were when you heard that Michael Jackson died, kind of like Kobe Bryant. Like I remember, I was at the American Sign Museum and checked my phone, and Kobe Bryant died. And I'm like, I will never forget that for the rest. Of, like he's that big of an icon. Um, 
So probably Michael Jackson. Not that I'm like a huge Michael Jackson person. Everybody's got Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah. Something they like, you know, in his. But yeah, so that that probably is like the first like big one um, of, you know, per, you know, person that died. Um, so that was a little later. Stuff my, on my head. Mine was easy. Yeah, I could see you know, that. Yeah. Because at the time. I'm a kid from Kentucky who's completely obsessed with rap music to the point like who sets with who East versus West, who's beefing who, like what the record labels, Jerry Heller, you know, this is post NWA. Uh, he had just, you know, got bone thugs from Cleveland, you know, he's popping, you, you know, and like he got AIDS and died, which is, and I listen to stories. And if you've not seen Straight Out of Compton, yes, it's uh, an amazing movie. Yeah. But you know, just to, I remember listening to an interview with a guy who who the conspiracy theory was like he had got sick, and then somebody had like injected him with AIDS because he was super careful. But I don't know. But at the time, I was like, damn, he's you know, I had easy CDs. I loved the Compton hats. You know, I mean, the I, heart and soul of NWA, like, yeah, and they he all was, admit, like, he was, yeah, weirdly unique voice, yeah, like the higher pitch, yeah, you know. And if you've not listened to some easy solo stuff, you know, maybe next week, that maybe I should put an easy song in there, but <laughs> there's plenty of time, like, that there's always, there's always another week, week right? As, as many weeks as we're alive to get this done, that's right. So, yeah, the tour bought out by Anheuser Busch. Yeah, we'll just talk or about or by uh, by the cabin. We could be, we could be on the Burt Kreischer. Netflix may pick this up. Yeah, they like my <laughs> Christmas tree background. They're like, hey, who are these guys talking about dumb shit? <laughs> I don't know. Supermarket sweep. So I do. I I did. I last thing I wanted to say before we go. So, uh, I was talking, you know, with with I was hanging out with with some friends before we recorded, and, and people were like. Oh, you need someone to come on and talk about supermarket sweep? I can do that. <laughs> so I'm like, that's pretty much all we do, right? That's the definition of what our podcast is. Is somebody wanted to come on to talk about supermarket sweep? Yes. Yeah. So we might need to we might need to splice that that interview in with with Bridget. So do we wanna get do we wanna start guesting? Because I know you which it fits better with the with the format of brewery adventures that you yeah. speak with somebody that you're there, but like I, to be honest, I am burnt out on asking people questions. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like fun wanna, to like, yeah. You wanna hop to into talk. a conversation. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. But I don't like with national barks, it was awesome because they're cool dudes and generally intrigued by music. Cause it's not something that I'm into, you know, like who'd ever thought we we'd interview a band, you know? Yeah. That, that became like our, like I'm joking with, they're like our, our house, house band. band. Yeah. yeah. Like we, <laughs> Gary lost his mic again, so but we're still <laughs> Yeah. So our house band, we you know, the the way that National Barks became our like intro song is like I know Adam like personally, um, hang out with him all the time and and you know am a fan of his music and it's it's something different. And I was like, Hey Adam, w- would you be okay if we made this our intro song on our podcast that we're starting? And he said, yeah. And that's how it happened. Um, so yeah, 
it was very cool. When we make it big, we'll take we'll take Adam and National Parks with us. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to wrap this up because now I, I went through two <laughs> boom mics, two boom stands. Look at this. You just destroyed it. You're too you're too strong. So I gotta go watch Supermarket Sweep anyway. I've been itching to watch. It. I've been like waiting for like a year and a half to watch this show since they first announced it. So. And it's my bedtime, so. So, all right. Check us out, Beers and Beards, on Instagram. Our Instagram's been on fire. We've had some pumpkin pie uh, pictures, Buffalo Trace pictures. Uh, check MMAMcKinney.com. You can check out all the beers and bourbons that we've had. Check out Beard Octane. Check out Audible. Gary's at EGW underscore Thomas. I'm at MMAMcKinney on all the social media platforms. Thank you and have a great night. Later, skaters.